0: Oh yes indeedy, welcome back to another episode of the Sheepstash Dynasty Podcast Joined by the usual suspects, guest, fantasy sucker How are you today mate?
1: Yeah, that's a good one uh, yeah, yeah, I was thinking guest,
0: um, yeah, cool. I won't say it this early <laughs> 26 <laughs> seconds would have been a personal best for your swearing party 69, how are you mate? Yeah good thanks, good It's good um, all sorts of options for you this week, guest, and uh, that's the tamest one I could think of.
2: Yeah,
1: I think it was uh, topical, though, so that's nice.
0: Yep, absolutely. Uh, look, just a bit of a plug. We're going to give our socials a plug for the first time in living memory in the first minute of a podcast. Sheep Station Pod on Twitter. Instagram, we are Sheep Station Donny's Podcast. We have a Discord now. Poyda, you set up a Discord. There's two of the three commissioners in there. We just talk about how to win championships.
2: Yep. I mean where we we got it ready in case anyone uh, wants to join one um I don't know like if you want to be in a in a community of um you know sheep's winners uh, join it here um how I think Dean... Dan- how would you Chris? create it
1: with uh without learning what not to do like how to make the the, the championship game and not win
2: i mean that yeah that's good advice but we
0: yeah, we could. <laughs> We, we, we could go, we could come to all the advice to not win yeah. a championship. We have to come to you. I mean, maybe we need a second channel for like non-winners. Yeah, if we wanted a non-win championship, I reckon um, Gerg the be, premium subscription Gurg would be... <laughs> Gurg, Gurg and perennial rebuilder
1: Gerg. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, good fun.
2: Are you good fun. At, like it's like a you know we're we're real podcasts. Like we have the elite winners chat where if you ever want to leave, you can join. Uh, we have the, the regular we're a, chat. We're a,
0: I, I don't I don't like this. We've got to plug it like we are a real podcast. We've been doing this for a considerable amount of time now.
2: Oh, it's only been two minutes for this
0: episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Good one. Good one. Look, hit us up on those socials. Any trades that come through, any uh, questions, queries, concerns, anything you want, just hit us up. We like to, you know, get a, a trade. That, oh, what do you think on this trade? Or do you think I won this trade? Or should I do this trade? Just hit us up. We love it. Um, any rookies you want us to talk about we've uh, pretty much done all the running backs we're going to talk about rankings and all that kind of stuff today and and uh, finish that off maybe talk about some guys we missed but um, yeah, hit us up on those socials absolutely, I've got a quick uh, quick question here too by the way boys, are you ready?
2: Ooh. Yep.
0: how many leagues is too many leagues?
2: Mm. how long is a piece of string as they say? depends where you cut it
1: <laughs> look how uh... many do
0: you think is too many?
1: I like to really be, like, invested in my league. So I think I've got two that I'm pretty invested in, the two Sheep's Leagues um, that I really enjoy. The rest are sort of free. Um, I don't really pay much attention to them. And to be honest, I sort of join them to learn things most of the time and Mm. and stay engaged for two years and then kind of lose interest. So I think I'm probably going to shift towards making my other leagues best ball or um, maybe a redraft would be a bit of fun just to do something a bit different as well mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think I think two dynasty leagues is enough for me I, I don't know that I really need any more at this moment
0: yeah I, I agree you, you kind of when you dive in you dive in real fast right you get into like six leagues and four of them are free and two of them you know maybe the first one you get is paid and then you get a second paid one the next year but then you've got four leagues that you just don't give a shit about um, and then if you have too many paid leagues, it's like, well, shit. This is almost like I need a second income to pay for my fantasy habits. So, Pete, what do you reckon, mate? I mean, if you're winning your leagues, you don't need <laughs> the income. But I guess, I guess that's the thing. Like, how many leagues? Jesus <laughs> Christ. How
2: many? No, but the serious point is, like, if you're, you, everyone can sit here and say, oh, they're a good fantasy player. They're not winning every league, they're in. You just, it doesn't work. Like, if the league's good enough, um, and even enough, teams just don't. Uh, Repeating dynasty that easily um mm-hmm. it's sort of the nature of it right it's meant to have that process of you know ever evolving and, and giving everyone a chance to win um depending on the how the different approaches they take i think you've got to have enough leagues that yeah one you have fun and two that you're not like over committing your time if you're playing in 17 leagues but you really only got three that you're putting effort into you probably really don't need to have three leagues um that's the way I think about it. It's not the the leagues that I play in that are fun are the leagues that everyone's fully invested in and you have, you know, twelve guys that are all putting the same amount of effort week in week out to set their team, try and make their teams better. Um, mm. they're they're the best leagues. The leagues where there's four guys that, you know, you don't really know or never make a trade or never even chat, um, yep. they're not as much fun. So I think you wanna keep it's definitely a, a quality over quantity sort of thing. And I think managing wise I think you've got like five is starting to get the part where you're probably really pushing it, um, yeah. and I think that's like depending on how much commit, how much you love and how much you're committed. So I think it's that probably three is the sweet number. I'm gonna say. I think yeah. three leagues you should be able to you should be able to you cope with. I think if you're a good enough player, it's easy to look down three rosters, figure out what you need, and play in three leagues. But if you're if your third league's a league, it's no fun. Um, you know, got to get onto a new league. Maybe you know, at sheep's three.
1: Yeah, See I would thing, add yeah. that um, running the the old Survivor leagues is is a bit of a drain on my fantasy time as well. So oh, definitely, yeah. They're that freaking, one, uh,
0: it's a chore almost sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a
1: it's a big job for a league that yeah. I'm not even actually in. So yeah,
0: yeah. and yeah, I think threes the now. I've got three now. I used to have four six are. or seven, and it's like you know, four is way too many. Like, you know, you'd get to waiver day and it's like, oh, bloody hell, I really just can't be bothered with this league. I just won't worry about waivers. And it, it does, it becomes a chore, 100% a chore. And it, you know, it actually, it your it's a great. Right? The waivers, that's where I remember being like,
2: oh, can you have how many leagues you have. And when you had too many, you'd get to a point and be like, oh, I can't be bothered in that league. I just won't yeah. do it.
0: Or you'd be like, oh, shit, I missed a guy because I just, you know, I forgot about this league. Or, you know, yeah, look, what do you do? So. Good fun. are the number for the for me. I'm in three now, and it's it's much more manageable. So, yeah, <laughs> happy days. All right, Poety, rip in, mate. Ooh, that was. That's the best one. Was that, that the best one? Yeah. Yeah. That was I think, <laughs> easily the best one.
2: <laughs> yeah. Did you like how I sort of you know let it crack and then. Yeah, it was like let that, you know, that sound you, you, come you,
0: through. You rub me right at the start, and then you let it simmer for a little while.
1: Yeah. Yeah, clip just, that. We'll just play that uh, every, every week instead.
0: Yeah. Instead of those twisty beers. That was that's not good ASMR that. <laughs> <laughs> we won't we won't clip that part. Yeah. Alright.
2: <laughs> Hit us with a combine metrics speed. what do you got? Oh com- yeah, I'm just I've got it in my Yeti, so I you know didn't write these down so now I've got to pull it out. You are um, the Yeti. Yeah, the A B V is five percent.
0: What, what was the beer's name?
2: Uh, oh yeah, that's a good start, right? <laughs> This is a Two Birds Brewing uh, Summer Ale, and it's in a, you know, I would say perfectly purple with a little bit of white uh, for the writing can. Um, It's 335 mils, uh, 5% ABV, and it is 1.5 standard drinks. Mm. It is, uh, you know, as it says on the can, it is a pale and hazy tropical hops. Pale and hazy with tropical hops. Pale and (laughs) hazy with tropical hops.
0: Just, just say that over and over, does it? No, nah,
2: it's a summer ale that combines a tropical trio of Amarillo, Mosaic, and Galaxy Hops with real passion fruit for a refreshing quencher. Like, let me have a proper quench of it.
0: I really am waiting to see if you can taste... What was it? Amarillo. What the hell is Amarillo?
2: Ooh, uh, hints of Amarillo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Isn't that like a, a creature? Oh, that's an armadillo, hey.
1: Yeah. <sighs> amarillo.
0: Um, it's, it's got yeah. the strong passion fruit flavor. Like,
2: this is pretty... Pretty easy to drink. Um, you know, one of those craft beers that's sort of on the perhaps lighter scale. Not so bitter, not too hoppy. Um, Would Moz nice and... drink it? Okay, no. it's not great <laughs> noir level, but it's solid. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm thinking. Oh, this is tough. Um, I'm gonna throw this sort of the back end of the second round.
1: Yeah okay. right, okay. and so uh, that, that, that,
0: that, I, I still haven't found out what amarillo is. I'm sitting here trying to bloody. <laughs> I've got nothing. I was thinking amaretto, you know, the the liqueur, but... Yeah,
1: I'm guessing it's going to be something in that that kind of flavour. Yeah
0: right right right. Would you say that you would enjoy one of these whilst sitting in a hammock? Yes. Or a tent? Um. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, maybe not in a tent. Then not <laughs> drink in a tent. Ah, oh, it's just. Uh... A little description on I've just googled it it's come up best enjoyed in a hammock or a tent <laughs> I mean a tent gets pretty hot I guess yeah it can be innocent. can be warm in a tent don't have too many beers in a tent um, no toilets in tents yeah right yeah so yeah back end of the second hey have we got any yeah. others back end of the second I haven't seen the leaderboard for a little while No, nah, I think um, no, we we're, still we're don't in... have a clash yeah. that's disappointing
1: you had an early first right
0: I had the one I won last Great, great noir, noir What is it? <laughs> noir noir turn. Turn.
1: Okay, yeah. I've got a beer that Mike and con, Mike can test it for next week, so
0: I know, is it the full strength great Noir Because <laughs> <laughs> that was my next beer. <laughs> uh, good fun. All right. Still unsponsored. Uh, please Wonder please, why. Sponsor, please sponsor us. <laughs> All right, last thing before our main segment. Uh, we've got a, got a few trades coming through in uh, Sheeps 2. Sheep, sheeps 2 is pretty active. We um had someone just decide to uh, just quit without letting anybody know. So we've got a replacement owner who's come in and, and made some moves. But, um... Yeah, I
2: mean, that's a that's an interesting point of like the, the leagues, yeah? You don't want to just be leaving a league if you decide to... um You find out you have too many teams. Let the guys know. Uh, let the yeah. commissioners or anyone in the team say, hey, guys, can't handle this league next season. To be honest, the only, the only good thing you did, you waited the, the season out just when we uh, switched across, decided, yeah, I'm not going to join. I'm not going to tell anyone. See you later.
0: Yeah, it was quite unusual. But uh, here we are with a, a new owner, and he's, he's gone out and made plenty of moves. But um, let's break a few down. Uh, I actually put them in reverse order, so we're going to start at the bottom of this list here. Uh, Poeta, this was actually one you made, wasn't it? Uh, it was uh, Ger- Jared Goff, Calvin Ridley, uh, and the 104 for Russell Wilson, Melvin Gordon, and TJ Harkinson. Plus the two oh six. So moving back around it a bit uh, for the other dude, and swapping, I suppose, upgrading quarterback and maybe trading for two mysteries here. So what was your what was your thought process here with uh, Calvin Ridley? Obviously, could be the yeah. I think Ridley's the outside. piece that I was
2: that I was probably hoping to to add to my team. That the guy that's had a season off, um, hopefully, comes back well rested. Also, the one oh four is key. Mm. Um, I think Goff was the piece that sort of. You know you can let wilson go if you had a quarterback back and in my head i said you know, he was probably my my best quarterback that i was letting go but i was now going with the quantity over quantity quantity over quality method here um because i've got a few quarterbacks and wilson probably wasn't really especially last season didn't have enough weeks where he was like a must start week in week out um and helping me you know comfortably win so i was happy to sort of try and move him for some value i think melvin gordon um, he's one of those players that's I don't know real hard to either move or uh, for a decent price and I was happy for him to take him as the running back in this deal I think the the real difference is going to be depending on how well Hawkinson really performs this season because that could be you know a dicey play piece to give up in a tight end premium league but mm-hmm. it sort of does rest on that those two sides but I think you know what uh, Wilson's is going to be if the the Detroit Lions draft a quarterback I still think Jared Goff's probably going to um, be the guy there for most of the first season, or at least have another opportunity to hold some value for now. So it's sort of a a, a retool move for me.
0: Yours what did you think about this one, mate? Did you uh, did you enjoy it? Did you? Yeah, look, there's
1: there's good parts in in both sides of the trade. Obviously, getting the 104, and you're hoping that Calvin Ridley is going to continue playing and recapture the magic. But um, I guess there is a, a fair bit of unknown in on Pete's side which would be probably what I'd be most worried about is sort of that you know what is what is Jared Goff like how long is he securely in his position for will Ridley come back what if you miss on the 104 as well and then you, yeah you, you're in trouble but um, like it's not particularly unfair either way it's just a, it's just a, I guess a, a higher risk trade for Pete that's, than the other side I think
2: yeah I think that's the way I sort of had to look at it where my team was at I had a I mean I guess I'm in a position where my team sort of competes but not good enough I needed to sit I couldn't just sit there and rest on the laurels of saying oh these guys go alright I needed to sort of take, it, take a chance of trying to get someone with a bit of a higher upside or the opportunity to draft another player that's a bit more start like a, you know, a weapon that I can start as opposed to being sitting there the next first round picks I have at 9 and 11 um, to be further back to get something that's a sure thing and I was Hoping to sort of take the hit at quarterback Hoping that I get value from Goff um, To be, you know, less of a stud quarterback But still get some decent points there And sort of try and have a better team elsewhere to, To make that up
0: yeah, look, it's uh, it's an interesting one. I think, yeah, that Ridley piece is going to be interesting. If he, if he hits back, then you probably win this trade. So, uh, But, yeah, look, th- that wasn't the end of the moves. This is f- with the new earner that you made this trade, Morfgen, uh Gowie, as, as we know, and I'm sure he's listening, um, waiting for us to carve him up on this next one he made. Mm-hmm. But he, he traded for Hawkinson and then flipped him straight away uh, for the much, I suppose, much more uh, consistent and everlasting Travis Kelsey. Um, big, big trade. Uh, lots of pieces. It was Kelsey, Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, Dalvin Cook, and uh, Antonio Gibson on the, the new team side, also known as Gowie. Uh, he traded away Hawkinson, AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, uh, Swift, and ETN. Um, so, look, I think this is more of a... I went and got my guys that I wanted and traded away the, the guys maybe I was feeling a bit of risk on or didn't really want as much. Upgraded his um, tight end. I don't know if you can say upgraded both wide receivers, but if Michael Thomas comes back and smashes it, then you know what? Good stuff for you. Uh, Davin Cook, older running back, risk with ETN, so swapped in for Gibson. So, didn't There's not much analysis on a trade where you're trading away five pieces. It's obviously one of those trades where he said, oh, I just want these guys over those guys and traded them away. Is that what you guys took from this? or?
1: I think my only analysis is just... And I'm, it can be hard as well to put this into practice because it's hard to make trades sometimes but if you're trading like that many pieces all at once you're probably missing out on a little bit of value somewhere yeah so maybe like if you sell them all individually you get a little bit more kind of thing but yeah that's that's also easier said than done so yeah
0: yeah exactly right uh and then just recently we had uh, an interesting one go through once again another uh another gawi trade and this was a gurg I'm pretty sure actually so uh, Gerg sent me a message after this one came through and said, "What do you think?" And he said, "I was kind of like, oh, this was a, a smash accept." Uh, Elijah Moore in the 206 for Brandon Ayuk. Uh, you, as I'll start with you, because apparently you can't spell Ayuk without yuck, according to you. Yeah, or... correct.
1: I, I don't understand any of the hype on Brandon Ayuk. Um, I think, yeah, we've already copped it a fair bit for this one from pretty much everyone <laughs> in the league. But uh, yeah, most people I uh, think were like, "I'll take Elijah Moore over Brandon Ayuk," and then they got a. 206 thrown in So uh, it's not often We want to say nice things about Girk But uh, good trade mate
0: Yeah I said to him this is probably one of his better ones <laughs> um, You know there's, there's upside either way Like Brendan Ayuk does have some upside But yeah. um, you know so I think Brendan yeah
2: Ayuk's you know, shown games where he's performed well He just hasn't strung tons of consistency together So unless you pick the week He's really that um, you know Your flex or your, your bye week filler Type yeah. of guy
1: The likelihood of Trey Lance being there as well is what scares me off lots of 49ers, to be honest. But, um, yeah, that's why I wouldn't be making a trade like this. But, yeah.
0: Anything else to add here on these these trade days? I think Elijah Moore, that's a good move from him. Uh, But in saying that, like, Brandon Ayuk, or actually, no, it's his wide receiver, two or three. Depending if Thomas comes back, shark. Eh. Elijah
1: Moore could do what Brandon Ayuk did as well, and just have... You know, flashed while there was not much competition around him and then come in next year and disappoint in training camp and barely be on the field. Like it could go the other way, too.
0: There's there's always that chance. Could be the stud. All right, good fun. Um, hit us up with those trades, as I said, on those socials. Um, we, we like to see either some that have come through, or even just shitty offers. Like we just enjoy a shit offer. Sometimes I just think, what the hell are these people thinking, and how did they get there? But uh, so send anything through, even if it's just I traded this trade or uh, this pick away for that pick. Um, we just like to see the values that people come up with. So hit us up. Um, but let's let's move in to our running backs. Um, over the last couple of weeks, we've or last few weeks we've done. A lot of analysis on running backs. Um, I'm just going to bring up a few names that have come up over the last few weeks since we kind of broke down who we're going to talk to with with what what episode. And a couple of guys we might have missed. We might even be able to do an episode. There's probably three names that um, mm-hmm. that keep coming up. So we might even have to do an extra episode and see where they slot into our rankings after this week. But um, just the ones that we haven't mentioned, is Amir White, Rashad White, uh, all of the Whites. Uh, and Brian Robinson Jr. seem to be kind of uh, high up on a few people's rankings. So, you know what, we'll, we'll break them down over the next potentially week or two, have a look, see what we think, and see where they slot into the other 11 running backs that we've done already. Um, have you guys heard anything about those three, or, you know, can give us a, I mean, a sneaky little bit of insight?
1: Brian Robinson's plays for Alabama, so... <laughs>
0: Everyone's heard. Lock
1: him in as a workhorse running back in the NFL. <laughs> um, yeah, haven't heard too much about them, but just definitely names we've missed so Mm -hmm. they might I think I expect them to slot in above some of the guys that we've talked about already definitely
0: Uh, so for those of you who have been tracking uh, I'm just going to quickly roll through the list of who we have done and over the last few weeks we've got Brees Hall Hassan Haskins James Cook Kenneth Walker the third Kennedy Brooks is on overnight Damian Pierce, Isaiah Spiller Uh, I'm missing a third here but I think it might have been him Kyron Williams maybe he was the third Uh, Master Teague and Tyler Algier are the 11 we've done and we're going to put a a sneaky little ranking of those 11s here and then uh, talk about potential landing spots that are you know throughout the NFL Um, see what what kind of player matches up with what team i guess um so without further ado let's rip into these rankings hey i think it's a pretty easy start for us here we've started all all very very similar
1: wait are we Uh, starting at the bottom or the top
0: oh you know what let's start at the bottom let's build suspense hey started at
2: the bottom now we're here
0: yeah
2: yeah either way we've we've
1: (laughs) gone the same Yep.
0: (laughs) yeah we have we have the same bottom three and the same almost the same top three so interesting. Who wants to who wants to go? Anyone want to talk about it? You always yeah, come on, mate. Go. I
1: don't really have much to say about Master Teague, to be honest. Um yeah, last rank for all of us. I don't think any of us were particularly thrilled with his tape. Um I don't think there's there's too much analysis beyond that. Uh, his his production's pretty bad in his his final year, so it's gonna be Yeah. A bit of a projection to get him into the NFL. We'll see if he gets mm. drafted, but I, I can't see him being more than a depth piece. Yep. Uh, number
0: 10. Keep, just keep going.
1: You, was, I'm uh, liking oh, his style. Just keep going. Zonovan Knight. Uh, not Donovan. Oh, this... Z- Zonovan <laughs> Knight. Um,
2: oh, bad knight.
1: <laughs> yeah. Again, um, it's a bit of a... <laughs> a uh, not a huge amount of production in his final season. Um... And, and not a, a great deal of like top end ability in, in, in any sort of particular category for me, so that, that's why he's he's fallen at the bottom of the list. I don't know if you guys feel any differently about that, but
0: I mean he just was a little bit better than Master Teague, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh Peter who we got a nine, mate? Who you got a nine?
2: Um nine. Who do I have
0: a nine? Let me just go back to the right sheet. So we both nine. we all had Master Teague, we all had Son of nine, eleven, and ten. Nine. We all have the same person
2: as well. Uh wasn't. Uh, this isn't Ken Walk. Um, this is uh, Kennedy Brooks. Um, we had a nine.
1: Yeah, what was I, I don't know Can't what you just said. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, just swing and a miss.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, Ken Walk, me. What's the of Ken Walk? No, nah, don't know, know what you're talking about. about. <laughs> 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 <That's> <laughs> you forgot it, How already.
0: strong would that be? Ah, uh, oh, one point s- five. Ten point five, or it's a
1: a magic mushroom spear, maybe.
0: <laughs> it's hallucinating. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Well, someone will someone will respond on Twitter and say yeah, that they got the joke, probably. They'll but yeah,
2: no, no one on Twitter should because the joke wasn't made on the podcast. It was it was prior. Ah. If you just, just think EC, ECR Mo's. <laughs>
1: uh, okay Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: remember the expert consensus rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kenwalk.
1: Kenwalk.
0: Yeah, Kenwalk. Yeah, yeah, I can.
2: Play on. Play on. <laughs> <laughs> now you get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is thrilling listening for everyone. So. Sorry,
0: <laughs> this is like a, a, a thing that happened for about 30 seconds before <laughs> the podcast. And completely like this joke called Land with Everyone. Yeah. 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 And we didn't even know the joke <laughs> 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 All right, anonymous blobfish. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so, Kennedy Brooks is nine. Uh, a little yeah, bit better than the um, other two. Not much better. So, yeah, no. Break down here, right?
2: Yeah, I think it's mainly th- for him. He's sort of he's okay, but his his receiving's fairly poor. Um, he it's sort of if you look at these three guys, they're they're all in that sort of little bit of a range. Not great. Zonovan uh, Knight being probably the best so far, but. He, The receiving isn't there to sort of, you know, give him any upside above some of these other players to really, you know, give you a little bit more surety. His production, uh, it was okay, but nothing too special. Um, And I think that's where it sort of knocks him back a little bit.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, This is where we start to differ from here. Uh, You guys have James Cook at eight. Uh, And I I have him way up, a little bit higher. Not way up, but a little bit higher.
1: We'll find out later.
0: Yeah, so you guys have him at 8, I have, have Damien Pierce. reason I only have Damien Pierce at 8, I just, you know, doing his film, I just didn't see enough, I guess, there wasn't as much tape out there and I'm still yet to see whether that kind of translates from, you know, he's just had a good senior bowl to um, you know, is it going to be more of a consistent thing, so I think I just need to see a little bit more, maybe the Combine next week, I think it's next week um, might show that you know maybe he stands out a little bit higher than these other guys, but at the moment he's my eight. Um, I could see him fluctuating quite a bit. Yeah, I think
2: for, I think for, him next week. I have him at five, and I think for me that's the the trick is that I think there's some of the things that he does well that at an NFL level will be highly rewarded, like his pass protection, um, and he doesn't do any of the other things poorly either. It's just like was his his production's his question mark right? Yeah. Was there what's the reason why he didn't produce? And I mean like the quarterback did run the ball a fair amount there but it's sort of that'll be the question mark teams have to overcome like, if he was if he's a decent runner they would have found a way to sort of run him a bit more have a little bit more production but i think he's the type of player that has a low production profile but that ability of things that he can do get in training camp and sort of produce there might be the opportunity that gives him a bit of a fast track over some of these other guys at the nfl level
1: and I guess oh, if we, we come back to, to James Cook, maybe we'll go in our is the order. Um these are the guys we're talking about anyway. James Cook, I think you certainly I I'm guessing that CMOS likes him because he's got a pretty well rounded profile. Um Yeah, he's
0: a bit more versatile, used in multiple ways.
1: Yeah. For me it was just sort of Yeah, the the Jack of all trades is the master of none kind of thing. Um, so I didn't really love anything from him. And for that reason, I had him, yeah, pretty low down on the list because I just didn't think he had that, like, trump card that's going to give him, you know, a role on a team. He might come in to just sort of be a backup that can do it all, but just not as good as a passing specialist as the guy in front of him and not as good a early downs back as the guy in front of him. So that's my worry with him, which is why I've got him a bit lower Definitely. down. yep. And I, can, I can see it's not great.
0: Yeah, I can see the argument. Um, I just think yeah, there's a bit more of a pass catching resume, you know, you can do a little bit more here or there. But um I can see him moving down in my rankings pretty pretty quickly, especially with these other guys coming in, um, and combining stuff like that coming out with, you know, speeds and all that kind of stuff. If his speed scores are real low and the spark score if you if you remember those, with all his agility tests and stuff like that. If it doesn't turn out to be anywhere near kind of, you know, the the other guys that have got just a little bit behind him, then he'll fall down the rankings pretty quickly. Yeah,
2: this combine is going to change this up crazy because I think at the moment we're sort of a bit unknown of some of these measurements of how guys mm-hmm. are. Compared. And I think even the NFL will be like James Cook's a perfect example. If he runs slow, like teams are going to be like, well, he's yeah, not. Definitely. But if he runs, but if he runs fast, he, he's going to shoot up, right? And one of these guys come out and put up some some big numbers. I think uh, th- there's a big opportunity, I guess, especially in this middle of this list for these guys to sort of go up or down.
0: All right, move on to seven. There's a bit of, um, I suppose, change up here. Uh, Tyler Algier has uh, Pete at seven. Damien Pierce for you is uh, Hassan Haskins. I'm already thinking Hassan Haskins for me is probably a little bit too low. Uh, I'd probably move him up to maybe six and swap the, a couple of the other guys. But um, talk us through Algier. You're the first one to, to stick Algier on the board here, Petey. Um, any reason you've kind of lowered him underneath these other guys? Or?
2: for looking back at my notes to, to really understand why I chose him here
0: for me um, he was a think bit of an unknown as well right like
2: I did like I think it's just the fact that he, he played at a, a min, slightly lesser competition for his production um, mm-hmm. and I mean he had some plays where he was good but it, he sort of he didn't show enough I guess um, at that level to really uh, prove to me that he's something that like i guess i have any confidence in at the next level i think you know he had the had decent size okay speed but he didn't really i mean he didn't have that strength to really destroy defenders or bowl anyone over which some of these guys above him sort of had um had been a slightly better competition level so i think at that when i'm trying to weigh that up i mean it's hard it is a very difficult thing to do at times like how is the competition but like clearly in the results you can see that like the weaker conferences um just aren't as good right yeah. and I think that's where it's a knock for me for him that he he didn't he performed you know fairly well um, but he didn't look uh, amazing at that level yeah Basically, had guys yards it,
0: and stuff like that but didn't really put up put it up against the decent competition right yeah definitely
2: I think
1: that's almost the opposite so I actually have him and Damien Pierce the other way around so um, what are we up to seven and six Um is that right? Yeah, six, six for Algier and seven for Damian Pierce. Both of them I had as like a, a maybe because I they're players that I didn't watch quite as much of compared with the rest. So I'm not really sure. Maybe if I watch a bit more, they'll move up and down. But I I put Tyler Algier higher just because that production is so elite and um you know a good indicator of of future performance is past performance. So um he's he's Put up great numbers. Um, that's a that's an excellent thing in a lot of the prospect models that people use. So um, that's why I've ranked him a little bit higher at the moment.
0: Yeah, I've also got him at six. Um, Pete, you've got Hassan Haskins at six. I've got him at seven. You, you've got him at five. Um, any reason you've yeah. at five?
1: He's my hot take guy. I just I really enjoyed watching his film. I think he just has a great energy to him and um yeah he really reminded me of that um Javonte Williams type of you know I watch this guy and I'm like oh you know his production his production is really good actually but um he's not the biggest name in the class necessarily but like he just does everything 110% and I just can see um teams really liking that and I can see him jumping into a role even though it's not um necessarily you know the passing down and the the running role I, I do see him as an early down back i can see him in a committee maybe getting a a bigger role than say one of these more well-rounded backs like um, james cook's my, my perfect example um where he might end up just being a backup and being outshone by you know if i put haskins and, and cook in the same backfield and i had a pass catcher in there as well i'd probably play Haskins and the pass catcher and have James Cook as sort of my backup if something went wrong. So that that's why I've put him a bit higher.
0: Yep, fair enough. I think um, from here, you know, we're, we're looking at the 5 to 10, 11 range. Uh, are these guys you're taking shots on uh, in rookie drafts in the back of the first or are you looking mid-second for these kind of guys?
1: Oh, I mean, we'll get to this in a minute but landing spot is so important for running backs opportunity is just so important for running backs that mm-hmm. that will change things even I'm saying if, in a
0: vacuum right if they're all yeah. going to a good situation in- so, yeah the second you know what I think this yeah, is like second, second definitely yeah yeah yep. or uh, later yeah potentially yeah yeah you, you could be right um you know the Master Teagues and stuff like that, obviously, we're not looking at picking, but these kind of guys, they're all very similar in, in, in terms of they've, they've all got question marks, right? Like, why is your performance so good, but, you know, you've kind of slipped through the cracks? Or, you know, are you versatile enough to translate to the NFL? Um, you know, how's the combine going to affect your speed score, your spark score? You know, how is the combine going to affect how the NFL sees you? Um, whereas kind of the first maybe three or four guys, you could see that talent's going to win out, right? Right. Um, wherever they mm-hmm. land they could potentially just supplant whoever is there um, so we'll go through our top 4 um, and then we'll just talk about the the order in general i suppose as we have them as our ecr or whatever you called it before <laughs> yeah Pete. yeah um, can can, that's it, that's <laughs> it. So we do have one difference. Yeah, one and two is the same. We'll get to them in a minute. But our three and four is a little bit different. And I said it last week when we, we spoke about the Spiller-Williams that at the moment I'm going to take Kyron Williams over Isaiah Spiller uh, until all of this other stuff comes comes to, to fruition. I just think the versatility, and he's a little bit more bursty. Well, um, I think he's a, bit, a little bit more bursty than Isaiah Spiller, uh, just looking at the tape. Um, so I'd back him in at, at, at three, and I'd take um, Spiller at four at the moment. So Yeah, I mean,
2: I, I like that. I, that take from you, it's like sort of sticking to your guns there a little bit. Um and I don't think like I think we both like Kyron Williams. It's probably just me I think I'm speaking myself, probably stuck Spiller just above him just to stick with that, you know, safety and, and I guess a bit more maybe group think is probably yeah, really the real answer I think too but um but yeah, I think I just value wise I think that he's still sitting in that position. Kyron Williams is the is the like the lottery shot at this top end, right? I mean mm-hmm. He could, he could shoot up definitely and I think he has something that I guess you don't really see a much, as much from the two guys 2 and 3 here um, with a bit, a bit more speed so something that's definitely going to be and teams be looking for so I, I don't fault you at all for having him over him like it's just probably more for me Spiller has a little bit higher um, his production just at the next level is just that slightly more in terms of you know rushing but he doesn't have the same level of touchdowns i guess um so the efficiency is not quite there but i think, just group think that was
1: spot on for you Pete. like I, I you see people put Spiller first as their top you know rookie running back or their top fantasy running back and you're thinking um you know what am i missing um a lot of people that i you know i respect the opinion of uh are saying this guy's better to, so if i watched the wrong thing or Surely he must be better than and I think that's definitely got to me a little bit as well because um, I, cu- I can't really put a a label on what it is um, yeah. that that I've got above him, but yeah
0: I think my my issue was that you know we we, we you look at production, it's very similar right like last year nine ninety five yards for Kyron Williams, a uh, thousand and eleven like it's not many yards so I, was, I always came into it thinking, why is this guy? number one why do people have him at number one and then you watch the tape and i don't know i was just a little bit more excited by kyron williams than i was spiller um double the amount of catches and then i went and had a a little bit of a check of you know everyone likes to look at pff grades occasionally right um looked at obviously their their rushing grade for both of them Kyron williams is an 82.3 isaiah spiller is an 89.3 so he's, he's according to them a better rusher uh, but then receiving grade, Kyron Williams, 77.5, Isaiah Sabella 66.7. So, you know, there's there's a 10 swing either way, right? So you can just pretty much say, okay, well, if I take that swing for the rushing and that swing for the receiving, then obviously you prefer the rusher as a running back, right? Um, so you can kind of use that as a, as a kind of a support for, okay, this is why we've got Spiller ahead of Williams. But in terms of just pure excitement, pure tape that I looked at, I just really, really liked Kyron Williams and the fact that he is so versatile um, and was used in so many different ways and I think I kind of compared him with his quarterback uh, who you know once he's put up minus 100 yards he, looks, he just looks like a god <laughs> so yeah I just at the moment I'll have Williams above him but once again if if Spiller goes earlier and goes to a better team uh, his combine comes out blows it out of the water then yeah look these these will change uh, but at the moment I'm going to stick with my guns that I said last week and I'll take um williams over spiller
1: i think i even said that in the episode and then it ended up ranking them the other way around so that's yep. interesting isn't
0: it <laughs> i mean yeah you're right like there was all of my brain saying okay everyone's saying spiller is better and everyone was saying spiller should be you know one or two but i was just like i just from what i want to say and what i saw i'm gonna keep him where i've got him so yeah look, it was hard Good for to you not put him at stick three. to your guts you know what and i reckon i'll be wrong but whatever we'll see how we go <laughs> Uh, and then we have Plus kenneth walker at two everyone's got kenneth walker at two uh and then Brees hall at one and i think you know a lot of people will try and get spiller up there but i just think production profile right they've both done it for multiple years and you know Brees hall was a leading rusher and they backed it up pretty close to it um that second year or the third year of his career college career um yeah was, was that what you guys were thinking it was more they've gone and done it for you know a big yeah, of time. Kenneth Walker, Walker
1: is definitely, I mean, riding his his final college season pretty high and uh, it's pretty hard to argue with that kind of production. He even had like um, Heisman Trophy talk at one point, so um, yeah, definitely production weighed pretty heavily for me, so uh, mm-hmm. that's where the Haskins snuck up as well and... Um,
0: six hundred yards more than Spiller, right? Like he's shown he can yeah. get out there, and you know that that transfer was the best thing he's ever done. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. And and Brees Hall, is, it's all round as well. It's the fact that he's the the limitation of Kenneth Walker is is really not a passing downs back. He's he's a good rusher, um, probably probably the best rusher in this class, but he really hasn't shown anything in the passing game at all. Um, yep. Nothing of note, anyway. So. That's a real projection to the NFL, and and most teams are probably going to see that and think, can I can I put him in on third down at all, or, or what do I do with him? Yep. And that will just limit his role a little bit, so
0: yeah, it's hard. He's going to be an interesting one to watch in those passing drills in the combine. Mm-hmm. I know it's that doesn't show you much, but um, you know, just in terms of hands and how well he runs a route and stuff like that. I think this combine is going to be really really interesting um pete i know you said uh, a couple of weeks ago i was probably off the podcast but you said you were going to potentially go back and watch these four top guys and and see how they compared kind of back to back to back in in film did you go and, and have a look at that um no i have not done that yet all right so i, I, I have throw him I under
1: did the bus yeah i yeah, know i thought i thought i
2: thought <laughs> no, you said somewhere I, you did.
0: I was i did no
2: i think I, I had looked it quickly but i hadn't really gone back and watched like i guess I, what i had hoped to do was watch the same film that I'd sort of watched for each of them for the podcast and go back and re-watch that, but like Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Spiller and I say Williams, back to back, so yeah, I get the feel for, who do I actually like better, because I mean, between, this is probably the hardest thing, I would have been, would have had more time, but get yeah. around to having that in, it gives you the idea of saying uh, who, who did I see that was just better by comparison on that one episode and, and stood out because the other two guys weren't very good versus uh, perhaps on one show, actually the three guys we did were a lot closer, but they were all consistently better than mm. the rest of the pack.
0: Yeah. I actually went and watched um, Hall and Spiller back-to-back because I was like, why? what is it? And I just I just couldn't figure it out. Um, Hall just looked a bit, I don't know, just, is it polished probably is the word? Yeah, polished
1: is exactly what Brees Hall is. That's why I have him at number one. He's the most, most NFL-looking back, right? Yeah, like, yeah. He's he's got a bit of production in every category. It's really good production. It's a pretty good team. Like it's it's just a bit of everything. All well rounded.
0: Yeah. So yeah, there we go. There's our there's our rankings. Um, if you want to do talk ECR, what is happening? There's so many numbers going on at the moment on this bloody doc. But um, I think we have got Brees Hall uh, into Kenneth Walker into probably Isaiah Spiller, Corum Williams at the top four. Uh, and then from there, it's kind of just a bit of higgledy-piggledy, Hassan Haskins, Ty Laugier, Damien Pierce, James Cook, Kennedy Brooks, Son of a Knight, uh, Master Teague. Um, so that's kind of the ranking of our consensus, um, which we'll post all over Twitter, and you guys can tear us apart if you, if, if, if you feel like it. Um, but yeah, look, as I said, three more guys that we're probably going to have a look at, a combine to kind of uh, filter out some of the crap that we've seen, maybe um, separate a few of the men from the boys, as they say. Um, but yeah, look... It's, it's, it's going to be interesting because some of these guys you can easily see coming in and, and really supporting your uh, your fantasy team and then some guys that you think, hmm, maybe there's still some questions that we need to maybe slide them down my rookie rankings um, once we get all the wide receivers, tight ends and quarterbacks in there. So all a bit of fun.
2: I mean, at the moment, it's definitely that case. Like, this is just a snapshot of our analysis in a point of time, but there's, there's so many holes left to, to fill. Um, I guess the combine sort of is... the the true comparison, like, even field comparison, like-for-like uh, like test amongst them. And then, I guess, where they go in the draft is, you know, that big piece that sort of can separate the, the men from the boys here. Ooh, a doggo. Oh, yeah, um, but I think the, the, the key is, like, this Just landing spot could be so dependent on... Uh, if, if say, Kyron Williams lands in a spot where, you know, there's already a, a pass catching back that's fairly young and established, it's not as good an opportunity as if he goes to, like, a position where that... That spot's vacant, right? And I guess is that where, where we're, we're leading to um, sort of the potential landing spots for these guys.
0: Yeah, and then next minute, Master Teague lands up at frigging the best situation, and he climbs up our boards to number one. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, look, keep in, keep it in uh, keep it in your mind that these are probably going to change. Uh, and we'll keep updating them as we go. Uh, As all of the combine comes out, all of those metrics come out, uh, and those draft landing spots happen. But speaking of draft landing spots, we're just quickly going to break down a few of these landing spots, see if we can kind of match a player to a team. Um, So who wants to talk about uh, the actual landing spots? Who put all the... Man, there's some interesting stuff. Who wrote Jackson... Wait, not all of Florida. that was me. I
1: wrote Miami, Tampa Bay, and then I was like, oh, and Jackson... Oh, wait, no. They've got loads of running (laughs) backs. So... But but the rest of Florida, Miami and Tampa Bay, are um, definitely uh, pretty much open slates for the the running back position. I think Miami's probably my number one spot for a running back. And it might not be everyone's. But uh, the thing that I like most about Miami is just everything that they're doing. Like all of their coaching staff that they're hiring are offensive linemen or... um, ex-offense line coaches new coaches and everything just seems to be saying we're going to start running the ball again like we haven't been a good running team we want to be a good running team again uh kind of just like what Pittsburgh did um with Najee Harris where they were just like let's draft ourselves a good running back and um and make that the focus of our our team again and Do that's you what think- I'm expecting from Miami
0: I'm actually kind of not expecting but thinking that they might go all of the offensive line first, right? Like they've kind of... um, Maybe they've seen what happened in Pittsburgh and thought, well, we can't really have our running back go and just get beaten up for a year. Should we fix the offensive line then get the running back? Because their whole offensive line needs some work, right? If you look at all of the people talking about their team needs, it's not just, you know, a tackle and a guard. It's a tackle guard and centre.
1: Yeah, but I don't think that's necessarily a problem in this running back class. Um, I think you could... And I, I'm I don't know Miami's all of Miami's picks off the top of my head for 2023, but um I think they could easily get you know someone in free agent because they got a bit of money and um draft a tackle in the first round and maybe a center in the second, second round, round and and round still have a second or third round running back and that's that's fine for these guys like picking a a running back in the early to mid third round is a still a good running back so.
0: True. Yeah. True. Where else have we got? Uh, Atlanta is written down here. I was going to, um, I wanted to add something there for
2: the. the yep, sorry, Petty going. Um, the, the head coach, you know, coming from the Shanahan tree, um, he's someone that's probably going to look from, um, you know, that Rabi running back by committee and Mike McDaniel, is his name, getting the guys from. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't see him going, I need to get uh, Brees Hall uh, as our running back. This is the landing spot that I guess you're looking for maybe. Potential, you know, Elijah Mitchell sort of type value where just a guy that's drafted late, they just has the talent, comes in, and they, they give him opportunity. They're not going to hang around on just, you know, sticking with a back just because he's a name, like a Miles Gaskin who's, you know, been there. I think there's an opportunity for one of these sort of lower, lower down the list names to sort of land in Miami and, and, and get a bit of a bump from us.
0: So do you reckon he's Miles Gaskin or Miles Gaskin out?
2: oh I think they're going to, I'm not sure his contract is right. Is he still contracted there? Is he off contract this season? Just fill, quickly, just quickly, Phil, just say. No, I'm pretty start. sure uh, he's
1: still on, in contract, but.
2: Yeah, I think
0: he's like still on his rookie contract, right?
2: Sure. Yeah, but it could be up. He's been he's been in the league for a little bit of time. I think. Uh, you think? I uh, just just for an example, Ronald Jones' contract's up in Tampa, Bay, right? This, is, this um, is
0: contract year 2022. Uh,
2: 2022 is contract year for Rojo.
0: For Miles, for Miles Gaspin.
2: Ah, uh, Miles Gaspin, yeah. No, Ro- Rojo's a free agent. Yeah, Rojo's definitely F.A. Because um, that, that leads into sort of, I guess, Tampa Bay, right? Um, they've got uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, who I think he had one or two good games in the, the season, but I uh, can't really remember how many there were. But he was uh, dead and buried for a long time right on that depth chart. Nowhere. Yeah. Um, it was they just copped injuries, a bit of injuries, right? and he gave a go. So do you think there's any value? I mean, do you think really they're going to stick it out with Keyshawn Vaughn and saying he's our guy, or are they are going to look to replace Someone. I think Tampa Bay is a perfect team. Like, what, where are they? Like, are they, Tom Brady's gone. Do you, yeah, knock it down? Or how do you, how do you get this team back up and going again? Uh, is Tom it real? To, to not be gone. I mean, but is it, is it paying your running back, right? Like, I don't think they're going to look no. to just load up in and running back. They're probably a team that could draft a guy here, um, spend the money elsewhere, uh, quarterback. <laughs> but that'd be an interesting one. Maybe they get, um, for Jimmy Garoppolo, you know? Mm. Tom Brady's back up to come. To Could, come
1: be. To play. Uh, yeah.
0: Could be. Could be. I think they're an interesting off-season for sure. Keep an eye on Tampa Bay, see what they do in their backfield, see what they do in their, their quarterback room and, and make adjustments to your team accordingly. But um, I don't think you can stick with Keyshawn Vaughan as your running back one, right? Yeah just showed a bit of inconsistency even when he he, he had the backfield like you know it wasn't stellar i suppose without his touchdowns so um if he was going to take it he would already right like exactly right yeah, yeah exactly exactly um, yeah, when you started to write Jacksonville I was like seriously how many, you, how many bloody running backs does Jacksonville need but um, then yeah look at the yeah, weight not that's yeah, a good yeah. point I um, mean yeah, I put down Atlanta um, I don't think Mike who's there Mike Davis and Cordero Patterson but I don't even think they're contracted at the moment so. called out, yeah they're both on one year deal so they could easily be gone. yeah yep. um, so I think there's going to be an opening there and obviously um, the rest of the offense is pretty well sorted right maybe some offensive line help um, to give Matt Ryan a bit of time but outside of that that's what like some just Nuffies in the backfield, Cordray Ellison or something like that. So
2: maybe yeah, another receiver. Uh, I think they've got. Yeah,
0: yeah, they could do with another receiver, you're right? Um, but tight end room, and if Ridley comes back and that kind of stuff, but or if Ridley gets traded back, as well, like that's it. So. Could be a, a f-
1: couple of picks that they might be able to. Because I think if Ridley's getting traded, he said he wants to come back and play football, and most teams are going to be like, he just doesn't want to play. But in Atlanta, he wants to put that behind him. It's not like he has that injury risk attached to him so he should get a good return or a pretty good return anyway so Yeah I think yep. Yeah Atlanta pretty good but I'm not really sure I mean they they didn't really show much of running the ball this year so I'm not yep. super excited about Whoever goes there.
0: To be honest, but, they've got a lot of problems, right? Like, mm. you, you could see just them taking a shot on a back-end running back and just hoping that he can put up a year and then maybe addressing it next year because they've got so many other issues. But, you know, with Matt Ryan, where he is, you know, how long is he going to be around for now? It's going to
2: be tough. I mean, for they're going they're to gonna, they're gonna need a, a running back, right? Like, it's something that you can't just keep going the way they are. And now's the opportunity to sort of... There's a, a deeper... I mean, there's not the top end heavy class. that's sort of like we need this elite talent. So there's a lot of players in that middle range where they probably have an opportunity to pick someone, um, even if whether it is like a Damon Pierce that's sort of you know decent with not great um, that could have some some fantasy value because there's no other one, no other back in the backfield to mm-hmm. to take any snaps away from them. And then maybe they're not um, the running back that you're like, oh, this guy is my a killer RB one, but he could be a solid RB two, RB three in your team that you got. Second or third round in the draft that you sort of you know start cheering on because they landed in this this spot. I think that's the sometimes the value that like good teams always seem to get um, because they have pick later. Um, they're able to pick up these guys at landing good situations that sort of, sort of aren't the big names that go in the early first round of the draft.
0: All right, uh, I also put down Arizona. Um, being a Cardinals fan, seeing James Conner and Edmonds both coming off contract, uh, you know, Benjamin's probably the last guy standing there, uh, you know, six-round pick or whatever he was. Um, you know, I can't see them leaning too much on him. I'd love to see Kyron Williams go to Arizona. A um, couple of reasons why, just because we, we spoke about his pass blocking, pass protection mm-hmm. uh, a little bit last week. It's kind of what Kyler Murray needs, right? A little bit of extra help, um, and he could definitely do the job there. So I'd like to see him there. Plus, he's, you know, um, I could almost see him being elite, but um, still got some problems uh, on defense, still got some problems on the offensive line, but I'd like to see a running back landed in Arizona. That's the one I'd love to see, but I don't see it happening. Um, you guys' thoughts on Arizona?
1: Yeah, I really like that. Um, I think you're right. You know, Kyler just needs a maybe a a really good offensive lineman, good running back that can protect him. three-inch lifts in his shoes and um, yeah he'll be a good quarterback Um, I don't know if he's going to use the running back but then at the same time that that rushing running uh, rushing quarterback running back combo often often helps them so yeah I I could see a good rookie coming in there and and making a big difference like being the, the top running back for the class
0: all right, Texans is another one we've got here. Someone's written Rex Goathead. A 31-year-old Rex Goathead is going to be the RB1 for He's Texans, on a new contract. Oh, it's disgusting. No, thanks. I don't want him on my fantasy team, if I'm being honest with you.
2: Ooh. No one does.
0: the yeah, but... thoughts on the Texans, mate?
2: I mean, they are another spot that has no one, right? Um, you can't be really happy with Rex Burkhead um, as the man there. So it's probably is. a. I mean, it's probably a spot that you maybe want to... The pass catcher a little bit more. I think they're a team that looks to be playing from behind with a quarterback that has shown a little bit of signs. Doesn't look like they're going to be drafting anybody at the moment. So Davis Mills, maybe the pass catcher for him might be someone that he gets a lot of you know a lot of volume that could have some value. Um, I don't know. It's probably not my favorite spot to pick a guy, but definitely is a spot of value.
1: I think it's, it's really going to be one them. of those Atlanta situations, right? Where you... You just got a guy that's got an opportunity and maybe they're good but probably they're not that good and they weren't terrible running the ball really like um they could have been much much worse considering how bad a team they were this year um burke had had a few good games david johnson didn't um <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i think they've got too many other needs as well right like they're yeah. gonna have to address- pretty much the entire both sides of the ball and maybe they could just snap snap Philip Lindsay back up and put him on the field to do what he needs to do or um, you know maybe it's a back end running back as well but they're um, going to bring back the
2: guy they cut
0: yeah no, I don't know just just thinking out loud um, yeah I think they're in a position where like they've got other problems that they don't do running back in the draft yeah
2: maybe drafting depending on where they are they might not be a position to take one of the higher up backs but I think they're in a position where free agency-wise they'll have money to be able to pay someone that uh, might really be, I don't know, like the running back that, say, Melvin Gordon, if he's he's said he wants to test a free agency, that means he wants to get paid um, more money and what team has money to pay him uh, at his age? So I think it could be someone like, you know, the Texans, yeah. right? Or uh, players like him, they could be look for a, look for a rojo. They could look for a, a fawn type thing. There's a lot of um, free agent running backs that maybe tickle their fancy as well. Which is probably also the thing that clouds this class. Like there's a, there could be less of these landing spots after free agency occurs, or less of these decent landing spots, and maybe that we mm. we open up to like looking at it from a second wind of after after all the dust settles of free agency. What's now the the better landing spot? Like. We don't have Seattle on here, but I think is Rashad Penny the guy they're going to keep there? Doesn't like Chris Carson's coming off a serious neck injury. Um He's getting, a, he's fairly old now. Seattle sort of have had that historically of like, they, they pound running back and then they sort of, they disappear. Like there was a Thomas Rolls, Michael, Christian, after Christian all these guys Michael. that came after Christian Michael. Yeah, they came up <laughs> to, they came up to Marshall and Lynch, right? They just sort of, they had them perform for a bit and then they just got injured and they moved on, right? So how what's the, what's the future holding there is sort of another position where maybe you, you sort of like a guy to go to Seattle. It might not be the, the top tier level, but they're a team that does like to run the ball and opportunity could be could be there for some value.
0: And there's, there's potential here as well. Maybe these teams do snap up a one-year contract and maybe they have a, one of these running backs, one of these this year's rookie running backs kind of sit behind him. Uh, and then you think year two, he comes out and breaks out where the team's a little bit better potentially, um, and then that that kind of journeyman is now gone. And then it's just the running back, kind of like the um, uh, what did we oh God, Javante Williams. Yeah, Javante Williams mold, right? Melvin like Gordon. So Melvin, Gordon goes, Melvin Gordon. Gordon goes to Miami. Melvin Gordon goes away, and now it's Javante's backfield. Yeah, second I think he, there's cash in there's backfield. some value in
2: that, but I'm I'm still a big believer in like if you want a running back, you want to see them perform you want to know how good oh, they definitely, are. If they, definitely. If they yeah. most most of the elite level backs, they come out and they, the, maybe not straight away but they are, like, Javante's a good example. You saw him start and they sort of worked him in and Chris Melvin Gordon was going well and then all of a sudden it's like, now he's splitting 50-50 with Jordan and they sort of, you know, split it there but when they played he was, he was outperforming Gordon uh, easily and then that's where it sort of looks like for this season and he sort of made that. I, w- I want to see if they're going to sit behind someone, I don't want to see them not play at all or get minimal touches. They really have to be churning their way to, to grinding out more time to show value because if things can change so quickly and especially um, on a team that probably, if they didn't perform well and they get rid of their running back, they're not necessarily guaranteed the same head coach. There's no loyalty there. The running back falls behind. They don't, it doesn't fit their system. All that sort of stuff falls into play if they haven't sort of, you know, come out and shown how good they are year one.
1: Definitely.
0: Alright, well, that'll do us um, As we said, everything's going to change once free agency and uh, combine and draft uh, does occur So yes, obviously keep an eye on all of these moves We'll keep you updated as best as we can Probably polish off those last three running backs potentially next week um, We'll obviously have a chat after this and see what we're going to do But that's probably where we'll go, question mark, to the rest of you two Yeah, I have think so three. Yep. Yeah, yeah all the running backs. No one cares also, about tight
1: ends
2: anyway
0: yeah, I was gonna say we could do one week on tight ends and then crack into the wide receivers because you know wide receivers is where you make your money in dynasty football sometimes. Yeah, so. I'm
2: pretty pretty keen for the wide receivers actually. Um, yeah,
0: for sure. That's the, that's the fun it's stuff for me.
1: Big group, yeah. got to get into them early.
0: Yep, definitely. Uh, so hit us up on those socials if you want us to cover anybody else or just you know after some some uh, advice on trade stuff like that. Sheep Station Pod on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Sheep Station Dynasty Podcast. Hit us up and we can do our best. But boys, always a pleasure. Look forward to uh, Isaiah Spiller being the best running back of all time. Yep. Ask for yeah, us for like his Discord. Brother. Oh, yes. Discord, if you want to jump on the Discord. Yeah. Oh, what's the, the Discord? Oh, the Discord's <laughs> only... You have to listen all the way to the end for the Discord. Um, you need the, the code. The code is winner championship. Ken uh, Okay. <laughs> 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 That's what it was. God. <laughs> all right, boys. Always a pleasure. Catch you next time. Yeah. Ciao. Yeah. Uh, is Chow the code word?